ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕਾ ਖਾਲਸਾ ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕੀ ਫਤਿਹ ਸਿੰਗਾਮੀ ਪੋਡਕਾਸਟ ਦਾ ਸੋਲ ਪਰਪਸ ਪਾਜੀ ਵਾਟ ਇਜ਼ ਦਾ ਸੋਲ ਪਰਪਸ ਸੋ ਵੀ ਆ ਗਨ ਹੈਵ ਅ ਲੁੱਕ ਆ ਵਾਟ ਇਜ਼ ਆਵਰ ਪਰਪਸ ਇਨ ਲਾਈਫ ਇਨ ਟਰਮਸ ਆਫ ਵਾਟ ਇਜ਼ ਦਾ ਪਰਪਸ ਫੋਰ ਆਵਰ ਸੋਲ ਸੋ ਆਵਰ ਆਤਮਾ ਦਾ ਇਜ਼ ਇਨਸਾਈਡ ਅਸ ਦਾ ਹੈਸ ਟਰੈਵਲਡ ਥਰੂ ਮੈਨੀ ਲਾਈਫ ਫਾਰਮਸ ਵਾਟ ਇਜ਼ ਦਾ ਪਰਪਸ ਆਫ ਉਸ ਇਨ ਥਿਸ ਵਰਲਡ ਵਾਟ ਵੀ ਕਮ ਫੋਰ and before you look at what we've come for you've got to look at where we've come from and in gurbani maharaj describes of this philosophy of um reincarnation the word in, in english that you know you come in many life forms you you die and your purpose is to meet again with god akal purakh wahiguru and there's a shabad sri guru arjan dev ji and they describe how we go through these different this life cycle kai janam pe keet patanga kai janam gajmin kuranga ਕਈ ਜਨਮ ਪੰਖੀ ਸਰਪ ਹੋਏ ਕਈ ਜਨਮ ਹੈਵਰ ਬ੍ਰਿਕ ਜਿਉ ਐਂਡ ਇਟ ਗੋਸ ਇਨ ਦਾ ਸ਼ਬਦ ਸੇਨ ਆਲ ਥੀਸ ਡਿਫਰੈਂਟ ਲਾਈਫ ਫਾਰਮਸ ਸੋ ਕੀੜੇ ਪੇ ਕੀਟ ਪਤੰਗਾ ਲਾਈ ਲਿਟਲ ਐਂਟਸ ਐਂਡ ਵਰਮਸ ਐਂਡ ਇਨਸੈਕਟਸ ਰੂਟਰ ਐਲੀਫੈਂਟਸ ਐਂਡ ਐਂਡ ਯੂ نو ਐਨੀਮਲਸ ਦਾ ਫਲਾਇੰਗ ਯੂ ਬੀਨ ਫਰ ਆਲ ਆਫ ਥੋਸ ਬਟ ਵਾਟ ਇਜ਼ ਆਵਰ ਪਰਪਸ ਨਾਓ ਮਿਲ ਜਗਦੀਸ ਹੈਵਰ ਬ੍ਰਿਕ ਜਿਉ ਮਿਲ ਸੋ ਯੂਵ ਕਮ ਟੂ ਐਕਚੁਅਲੀ ਮੀਟ ਵਿਦ ਗੋਡ ਆਵਰ ਪਰਪਸ ਔਨ ਥਿਸ ਵਰਲਡ is to get to god after coming through all of these life forms by i'm going to ask you simply is there any proof of all these life forms that we that the soul has traveled all of these life forms and in sikhi just to clarify we uh, maraj tells us 8.2 or 8.4 million 8.4 8.4 million life forms on this earth there's underground there's overground there's in the sky there's there's, there's everything yeah. and the highest from from the bhakti that you've just read there the highest life form is yep. human life form yep. because in that life form we can reach why guru god we yeah. can reach god the soul can reach god in that life form so tell me what proof have we got of that so in terms of proof of different life forms there's loads of different examples that you can look at where someone has remembered past lives which would give you evidence and i'll give you you can actually just google it and you'll see like random like you know uh examples from like gore and different things but i'll give you one from things uh recent times the both the, the people that I'm going to talk about are still alive so when they were born and they were young they were twins uh two things and they used to obviously be growing up together playing and all of that because the twins and when they were about 5 years old they said we can remember our past janam and we used to be best friends who lived in a bend uh and we were playing and i can't remember the name of the bend that they said but uh they go they were playing in this bend and how they both died was they were running and one fell in the coo and the other one fell in the coo or something like that that they both died together um and because of that kind of brotherhood that they had not actually being brothers but being best friends that kind of relationship they have we've now come together again uh in in a human form so the last time they had the human form they didn't quite do enough to get to god but they didn't fall down the ladder as it were um and they remembered the exact spot uh that they got um killed you know just random facts about the bender that only someone that was alive then would have known they gave loads of them and people checked it out in with the kind of whatever was going on at the time in the bender and, and they remember their previous life you know i think there are various stories around the world of this happening and we we say the highest form like we said earlier is is the human form there's two ways that people look at that living here in a western country in europe in the uk i think 
people understand that that this life form is precious but what some people take away from it is YOLO you only live once enjoy yourself do what you want because you're not going to get this life back essentially speaking um I think obviously the when you look at it in the kind of wider picture you could say that is the system that is set up out there so you've got God who's the creator but Maharaj created Maya and Maya is the thing that eats up the world. So all of that kind of temptation that's saying, you know, live once, sharab's good. All of that for your physical health isn't good anyway. We know that. But we go for that kind of lower pleasure. And it's described by like philosophers and stuff as well of uh, differences in pleasure. So you've got like lower pleasures are just of the body or you've got pleasures of the mind. And Maya will lead us to believe that pleasures of the body are, are ultimate. But actually, it's pleasures of the mind that are, make us different to animals so you were saying why is it the top one it's because we don't just chase the kind of desires of our body but a lot of the world will tell us to do that they'll tell us that it's not fun to be into sikhi but actually if you try it i don't think there's anything more fun that there is than living the way of the khalsa what is a um what is a desire or a fruit of the mind of the soul in terms of like what you get from so we've said about the physical yeah um so now you're talking about the soul you said you get a lot of it from the soul give me an example i guess we get like positive uh gun or positive attributes come into our life uh, once we awaken to a higher consciousness so this is what i'm talking about so we're talking about the constant pursuit of materialistic obsessions is um is outweighed by uh, extreme contentment so whilst looking inwardly we gain a lot um we don't actually need a lot of uh, external possessions and things like that to actually um tell us how to live and actually give us give our life any meaning so uh, to, to answer your question a, a pleasure of it is actually the uh, the gaining of real life attributes that actually matter ana santigi gun jinu kende and the our process our relationship with the soul with our own souls how does it differ from all the other religions hinduism has some similar yeah. um beliefs how are we different so like i think there's a i think it's i think i want to say it's physics i think it is the uh, uh, energy can't be created or destroyed it can just be transferred and the soul is an energy and it can't be created or or destroyed it's just transferred therefore the the soul our energy just flows through different life forms and things like that. So in terms of reincarnation it's um Buddhists kind of believe in a a form of re- a reincarnation so do, so do the Sanatan Dharma the Hindu Dharma but the western faiths have a kind of a different understanding of things uh, which is kind of like judgment day or a kind of um, a death of the person and then kind of a but we a judgment we, we have a judgment we have Dharmaraj we have a judgment day process so yeah, yeah. to speak yeah, yeah yeah something similar to that yeah absolutely but like i guess so so just yeah. tell us then what would be the process of the soul so once obviously we die um which everyone will do eventually and then what what's the journey what's the process so it it can vary there's different sakhi there's sakhi like guru hargobind sahib and the like got six gone and they're going through these different realms and stuff and and there's a sake of like um uh the uh when the gursik heard like the tonium went through different um kind of life forms uh with guru angad dev sahib as well so you can see you can kind of go through those different life forms but it's about kind of working your way to the top 
But then even within being a human, it depends on that kind of mental consciousness of what you've kind of dared in terms of what you'll go on to next. So it doesn't necessarily mean that if you don't make it, you definitely become a different animal again. You could become human again and again. Yeah, and it's it's a different journeys. I think so. To be completely honest, so sometimes we kind of undersell this in Gurbani. Is there is talk ab- there is talk about suffering, Anna, suffering for the people that haven't uh, lived their life according to according to Gurmat and kind of been um, obsessed with uh, obsessions and and sin, so to speak. And even sin is something that I think people stare away from because it sounds preachy and religious. But absolutely, um, people that have lived their life. Um, engrossed in path, their journey is is different to people that are that are quite spiritually elevated. I think there's a bangt in Gurbani which actually talks about uh, that actually when somebody of a high spiritual consciousness passes away, they don't say riri, which means like oi. They don't they don't uh, boss him around and say oi oi tibet riri Adr means satkar, Adr means respect, but it's satkar now they say to him, Ithi bethu ji, Ithi jau ji. And that's that person's journey to Dharmaraj uh, and, and eventually beyond. So the soul, it can get caught up in the journey, and that's here. So coming back, depending on your life, your actions, your thoughts, there's references to the thoughts. Um, coming back as a snake, coming back as a pig. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. So in terms of thoughts, um, so obviously your actions throughout your life uh, would determine what you're going to think about as well. So if you think about why Mara talked about last breath, because what you could say is, I'm not going to Japanam at all until my last breath. And then I'm going to say Vaiguru and then I go to Tartikhan. That you could take that meaning from that, that Shabbat. But actually, what's going to make you say, because we don't know when we're going to die. So what's going to make you say Vahiguru on your last breath when you don't know when your last breath is? Like if you said to me, say Vahiguru on minute 10 of the recording, I know when that is. You can nod, I'm there, I say Vahiguru. When it comes to our death, we don't know that. So the kind of actions we do will lead us to our thoughts at the end of our life. So if we're really family orientated, we'll remember our family. And in that it says, if you remember your houses, you come back as a ghost and you haunt that house. If you remember your family, you come back as a pig because they just kind of, you know, just stay around their own. And, you know, so Maharaj is then at the end saying that if at the last breath you think about Vahiguru, you will go to Vahiguru. Because what that actually means is with not just your last breath, but with every breath, you remember Vahiguru. Therefore, with your last one, naturally, because that's what you do with every breath, you say Vahiguru and you become one. So it's about constant repetition throughout your life, not just that last second. And buddy, tell us a little bit about how can we enlighten the soul and what are signs that the soul is content, the soul is at peace, It's the soul is in a good place. I think whilst we're alive it's hard to tell because we're still living in Maya so everything else kind of engrosses into it and actually thinking that you're getting somewhere is uh, is a uh, rakavat on the path anyway it's like it's like a it's a bump in the road because actually if you start to tell people oh, i've got this avastha i know this i've realized this actually you're getting egotistical so you're actually falling trapped to the mind so a person that's ne- might be moving through it they don't actually tell people but it's that kind of underly 
kid that and, and only they'd be able to describe it and Gurbani describes it like that as well that it's like jacking like for someone who can't speak and they taste gur which is like really really sweet they can't explain that flavor because they haven't got the ability to talk but they have had the flavor so you can taste something and not tell so we've just eaten i taste the cake but i can't talk to physically tell him about it he doesn't know but i do know because i've had it and that's how gurbani describes it and that's what gurmuk say that they can't necessarily always say what that kind of sweet taste is from jumping the lamb but it's about doing it and that's a big part of our sole purpose is to be able to if we're trying to fight our hankar we have to fight our hankar to a point that i can say i will just trust whatever you say guruji yeah. that my full process in you and that's like that's your sharda and having sharda that's one of the three things that guru nanak dev ji's gursik asked them we naam karang sad ka sang nischa apang that I have Naam Darang, so like singing Gurbani, the Rang of Gurbani, Saad Ka Sang, so the Saad Sang, but the last bit, the key bit to the Sikhi is Nischa Apang, that if that faith, if you want to call it blind faith, whatever, that, that kind of belief is broken at any point, that breaks the relationship with Guruji because you are then not defeating your mind and your ego, you're using your ego to question what Guruji said. Yeah, and... I think you know when we when we think about maya the illusion or the thing that's going to take us away from where we should be heading or uh limit our enlightenment we think about like material possessions and maybe uh certain vices and sins and stuff but more more so than that when people uh do even spiritual or religious deeds um out of ego even that can be like a form of maya which is which is very difficult because someone gets their life on track starts doing some religious stuff uh, but really wants to be a somebody right and they're doing some stuff out of out of ego and i think this is probably the crux of uh sikhi almost uh in in very simple nutshell is it's not really of course there's there's things that we're supposed to do nitnam and uh all the part that we're supposed to do and, and whatever we're supposed to do but it's it's what we do with what intention and ultimately if we do something out of love out of genuine love like nobody's watching like nobody you lo- like you're not going to get anything from it that really really matters and so like um of course you know th- there's stories of things that have sat there for you know many many hours and done bhagati and stuff like that but actually guru govind singh ji says ek chet ek chet jehik ayo that actually it's only going to take a split second like a tiny split second and that's it you're saved which sounds mad because you know people have put in hours and hours and hours and hours of this but it's only going to take a, the this uh, tiniest time frame to actually get there and i think that's i think what it comes down to is intention nothing else really is uh, it's not it's not how much of course how much has an absolute um uh, part of the equation but it's it's what mind frame and what bhavana what that we actually do it with and definitely it's about building up to that mindset as well so what bhaji was saying there about it's you know different people having different kind of um thought process behind giving or that charity or the seva aspect of of sikhi that maharaj actually describes four different types of like date satya man santok upche dene ke vichar de de mange saisa guna sob kare sansar da the first type of people who give in this world uh, you do the arth of this pankti so i read it forwards but to do the the translations you go from the back to the front so you do it backwards so uh, um sob kare sansar you get those people who give uh, to look good and it's almost like 
uh, egotistic kind of it's it's and there's a theory in uh, ethics actually that the human a human behavior is all controlled around actually trying to fuel your own ego so sobkarisansar that that person who gives so the world kind of please they, they want the world to say oh wow look at that guy um so you got those who give and they want loads more so you know they go and do an Ardas Maharaj I've given five pounds they come at Ardas you tell the whole world you put your name on the bakka but when you've given that five pound you've asked for Maharaj I want my business to make millions so you know they've given but they want loads more back and um, then you got so you got he's gonna do it it's probably me this like I want to do it. I'm not really that bothered if anyone, you know, bigs me up or not. But what I am going to do is just before I give it, I'm going to think, oh, shall I give it? Oh, it'd be better in my bank account. So it's not for anyone else, but it's for me. So they give it and they feel good for a day and then fear. Oh, yeah. You know, if I kept that 300 pound that sent to that thing, I could have done. So you've got those people who but is that that person you get to that much santok that much contentment that you give it and you just have complete you're not bothered you just santok you're santok that you're just happy that it's done I just wanted to pick up something about you were saying like how I think more more so more so you know we were saying how it can only take an instant I think what we're after is that instant of grace that all we want is mm. Guru's Girpa, that's, that's all it is. But Sadak, um, like countless Shabs say, Simro, 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 Sukhapabu, like, do remember Vaheguru with every breath. Simro, Simro, Sasas, you know, Dinarati, Aradu. Day and night, that Sadak um, is to do Simran day and night. But all we want is just that one glance of grace, like we do movement every day, Guru Prasad. That's all we want is Guru's Girpa. And then, li- the, so Guru Sikh said to me, the more you surrender yourself, the more you'll receive. So the more you, you the more you give yourself to Vaigur Simran, I'm, I'm, when I do this Simran, it's not me doing it. We're not doing Simran. It's only, I was watching this thing actually, um, I got sent this video, I think, was it from yourself? I can't remember actually. Is there this Muslim man, he's, he's on stage and he's saying, look, I've been doing Allah, 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 Allah. I've been, I've been calling out for Allah for so many years that I got vexed. I was like, you know, Allah, you're not listening to me. So, and someone was gingerly shitting and said, like, you keep saying Allah, Allah, but you, have you seen Vaigur? Have you seen Rabbi? Have you seen God? Have you seen Vaigur? And he was like, nah, so you know what happens? He stops. Then God comes, Bargat, Vaheguru, Kaalbrook themselves come in front of him. And he asks the question, like, Rabbi, for all them years I was doing Vaheguru, Vaheguru, I've stopped now, how come you come now? Like, you know what I mean? Didn't you care about me then? And what Vaheguru says is, what the response that God gives to this guy is, the fact that you were allowed to say Allah the second time, that was, that's my presence there. Otherwise, you know, like you were saying before, our next breath, we don't know when, it is, when it's going to be. So who are we to decide, say, on the last moment, when it comes, a lot of Punjabi mentality is, you know, when we're a bit sianay hoke, or you know what I mean? When we're a bit older, we'll, 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 we'll give up the bottle then. We'll, we'll start going to the Gurdwara then, but really and truly, and again, I know you were saying about how to find peace and stuff like, and within yourself. Um, like a lot of people, they find it hard to switch off. So they're, they're, they're stuck in their rat race, nine to five. They come home, they're still thinking about work, especially with everyone working from home now. But really and truly, there's one thing that you guys can do that will help you switch off. And that will help you, you know what I mean? Take a lot of stress off uh, off your mind, um, your body as well. Also, mm-hmm. is that meditation, is that simran? It's just taking that bit of time out, whether it's yourself, with your family, and just, you know what I mean? That's, that is actually you time, do you know what I mean? Where you're connecting, you're... 
your spiritual life. We were talking about energy, how it passes on. That's that's the time you can tap into that energy. And one thing I wanted to say was that sometimes we feel as if marriage is very far away from us, or we have to reach out to Waheguru. But Waheguru is more closer to you than your next breath. That's why Guru Ang Sang That's why so many Guru Sikhs were happier, were happy, and they smiled at the face of Shidi because they knew Waheguru was with them. You know what I mean? In wherever, wherever their soul was, wherever their body was, whatever it was, Guru Sahib was with them, close to them, to the next person. The only way they got to that state, that mentality, was by doing Simran, and was by doing Bhakti, and by living that every second, living Sikhi with every second. So that's a, yeah. How close is the relationship, or is there a relationship, between your conscience and your soul? So your conscience comes within, we call ahirda. Now you could loosely say that ahirda could be seen as the point in your body where your soul resides. Yeah, it's that kind of point that takes you to through your soul back to God. So that could be your bit of paramatma, your atma, and it's about it's about feeling that connection through actually jabbing nam because that's the tuni that takes us back to that. So it's a sound. So everything's based around a sound. Uh, and and that sound for us to connect, the connecting sound for us is Vahiguru or Gurbani, and it's all got the same color. So like if we look at the Shahidi of the Gursikhs, we Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib Ji, one's doing Vahiguru Mantra, one's doing uh, Jabji Sahib, one's doing Sukhmi Sahib, they're all japping that ton, and it can be accessed in different forms because Guru Sahib's given it for everyone. If you have an updesh that is Sanja for the world, that has to be for Pade Leke and Jere Anpada, and that's why in Gurbani it says, Jo Prani Gobind Tiave, Padea and Padea Paramagata Pave. That it doesn't matter if you're Padea Likya, that you can read, write, you're educated, or if you're Anapad, everyone can remember one word. You remember each other's names, you can remember just that one word, and that one word's Vahiguru. And it's so powerful, just that one word, that in Gurbani it comes, there's a Saki of someone called Ajamal. And it says in Gurbani, it says, Ajamal Papi that he was such a big papi back in the day in Sadjuk that the whole world knew that he was um, papi, had a son with a prostitute, and they named their son Narayan. And just because he called, he constantly called out his son's name, Narayan, which means Narayan, Ran means night, that, that which within no, there is no darkness, there is no night. The only one that has no darkness, no night, is a Kalpur Vahiguru. So by describing God, that quality of God, that having no darkness, by saying Narayan, Ajamal, on his deathbed, calling out for his son, and Ajamal Papivitargya, because in that one shin, he didn't call his son. He actually clicked that what Narayan really is. And how what can help us quick click? So let's say we're like in a car journey and we're going up the M1, what's going to pick us up from junction 10 and take us to the end? What's the what's that kind of, you know, that medium, that, that kind of carrier? And that carrier can come in different forms. The first form, obviously, and the ultimate form that I can do it in a second is Guru Sahib. So we go and get the darshan of Guru Sahib. That can help us cleanse our soul and move further on this. And then we can also meet Gurmukh Sajjans. And it comes in Gurbani loads of times of who's our true friend? And like about Jetu Mitra Sadara, that actually our pure only friend is Vahiguru, but also alongside them, in the form of them, 
that you can become friends with are Santos, and they can also kind of skip you through some junctions and take you to another level because they're one they've got that sparish so you know like in the dunya especially like in dodgy countries like india where they're trying to you know everyone's on on the like little pull it's about who you know and a mahapurush knows god that's their friend yeah so that's their best friend they can get whatever you you want done off them so if you tell the best friend the best friend gets it done and that's how it's like with mahapurush and they take loads of different forms and the reason for that is because Guru Sahib wants to help all types of Gursikhs, not just one type. So you get Mahapurush from di different Jathya Whether someone calls him a Sant, a Mahapurush, or a Das, or a Pai, or whatever it is, that doesn't matter. Because their Kirpa, the Kala that they're vertaying, is still that Kala of Vahiguru. Kala Vahiguru Kiya. But it's in the form of the Sant. And they come in all these different Jathya and they help take people, teleport people up the path. And ultimately, they do that. What's the one Sanja thing that you get from all of those Mahapurush? Whether they tell you to do whatever abhyas, what nitrim they tell you to do, whatever kind of angle of different kind of uh, political stuff they're coming from, the one thing that all of them say that's universal is Amrit Shago. And even after that, they do Shankar and other things. The one main thing that we can take that takes us on this path well, is commit you yourself, commit yourself to the Guru and to the Sadhsangat and take Amrit. Give your head. And say to Maharaj, you lead me on this you, path. You talk, you're talking about baptism and umrit. Yeah. What does that do for the soul? So if you imagine your soul needs to be drenched in the, in the, in the, in the water of Nam. Yeah? It needs to be completely drenched. Now if you think in India back in the day, to make a jidr nal kabranaida, so you dig in, you know, obviously with the farmer stuff going on, we're saying that we're having to dig further into the ground to get the water, like exo vivot. When you dig that, now the water's in the bottom of the tarti, isn't it? It's coming from underneath. But to get the nalka, to get the well to work, the first thing you have to do is put some water into it for then the water to come back up and provide water for millions or hundreds and thousands of acres of land. But to start that process, you just had to put a little boond in, banj boond in the form of amrit. So it's like putting water into that nalka, then your nam comes through, chaljanda, and then... Maharaj says, Gurbani says as well, Ek boond just with one boond of Amrit Naam, once you put that in you, through the Panjipyare, then actually by reciting Naam, and then, then it's just, if you want to keep it wet, if you want the water to keep coming out the Nalka, you have to gear the Nalka. So you have to actually push it, it doesn't just keep coming, it's not just leaking out. So our job is to gear the Nalka and just keep jumping Naam. But you know the Naam, you know, you said about, is that something you can receive from Panjabiari only then? Or? So when you're jumping Naam without receiving the Panjabiari, what you've done is you're, you're gearing the Nalka at the top, but you've not actually put the water in. So you might actually build up loads of pressure. So when the water goes in, the process happens quicker, but you still have to put the water in. And that is from the Panjabiari. So you might build up loads of extra energy, but until you put the water in, you're not going to get any water back out. Yeah, but I always heard that if your dill is soft, then that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> last, last, last question. Um, describe to me the characteristics of a soulless person. So, in terms of soulless, obviously you've got you've got. Um, so they will have a soul, but it's someone you know who, who who doesn't show those signs of being aware of their soul. So it's about being aware of your soul purpose, and that kind of person is is the is the kind of person that just by being with them you'll want to forget God. 
because you'll want to remember. If you're not remembering God, what are you remembering? You're remembering Maya. So that person, just by being with them, or let's go to a club, let's go to a pub, let's do whatever. Now, we don't disrespect that person because they have got a soul. They just haven't realized it. We're not judging them, but we stay away from them. So we keep our vibes positive. Okay. And the quickest way to merge our soul back with the creator to be a drop back into that ocean is which way i don't know is the answer but what i do know is a simple pangti that all of us know and um and he's actually got the answer in it which is uh I think that's I think that's where it comes down to. We're not gonna, you know, this, the ins and outs of the soul and the the journey uh, the soul takes to the afterlife is very complex. It might it goes over my head personally. Um, it's 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 very it's very complex. But what we do know is sabdevada, and that's it. And it's it's very it's very simple. It's, it's just about uh, uh, committing, uh, more so submitting to the to the guru and and actually f- falling on this path. Although in terms of the the, the actual nitty gritties of it is is uh is quite deep and i'm sure people can but to, you know what to keep it simple another point that a lot of us will know from the other is that maharaj is saying that you've come to this world to meet this is your opportunity you don't have no other work to do there shouldn't be any other work that you put higher than this meet with the holy congregation with the sasangat vibrate on Give all the one, only one, only thing that we need to do is remember Vaheguru. So I urge everybody to just try doing whether it's one minute a day, whether it's 30 seconds a day, however however long you can remember Vaheguru and do the Guru Mantar, say Vaheguru, Mool Mantar, listen to some part, listen to some Keetan, please. That's the only thing that is going to be your saviour in this world. I think there's no time like the present and I think 30 seconds is something that we've all got. So if we get everyone around the mics. Vaheguru. 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 V